Section 4 of the National Geographic Magazine, Volume 8, November 1897. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A Winter Weather Record from the Klondike Region by E. W. Nelson. During the years 1880 and 1881, the Alaska Commercial Company had a fur trading station on the upper Yukon, in British territory, at no great distance below the mouth of the Klondike, where Dawson City is now located. This station was called Fort Reliance, and was in charge of Mr. L. N. McQuesten. It was afterward abandoned, and is now in ruins. Mr. McQuesten was one of the original prospectors in this region, and his discoveries led to the founding of Circle City, and indirectly to the marvelous development that is now taking place in that region. When Mr. McQuesten came to St. Michael in the spring of 1880 with his winter's gathering of furs, I gave him a signal service standard minimum thermometer, and he undertook to make a series of daily observations for me at Fort Reliance during his stay there in the fall and winter of 1880 through 1881. When he returned to St. Michael in the spring of 1881, he brought me the subjoined record. It covers the period from the early fall to the opening of navigation on the upper Yukon in spring, and is of peculiar interest at present as showing some of the meteorological conditions in the area which is now attracting worldwide attention on account of the unprecedented richness of its recently discovered placer mines. It is in this district that some thousands of men are wintering with a reported scarcity of provisions that may result in appalling suffering before navigation opens in spring. It will be noted in the record that the Yukon froze over during the night of November 2nd. On the 14th of the following May, the ice first started on the river and ran for an hour and then stopped. From this it will be noted that the river was covered with a practically unbroken sheet of ice for a little over six months. On May 17th at 4 a.m. the ice began running again and was still plentiful on the 19th, but was nearly gone on the 20th. The final entry of this interesting record, made on May 23rd, is as follows. Start for St. Michael tomorrow. During my residence at St. Michael from June 1877 to June 1881, I learned from the Yukon traders that the ice breaks first in the upper river, and the general breaking up proceeds thence down to the delta, several days intervening between the opening of navigation above and the clearing of the great river below. The fur traders of the upper Yukon usually started as soon as the river became pretty well freed from floating ice and were joined on their way by the traders stationed lower down. The little flotilla of barges usually reached the river mouth at about the same time. By this time the river delta would be free, and if the sea ice had opened up from shore, the boats would proceed northward along the coast to St. Michael, sixty miles away. The date for the ice to break away from the coast between the Yukon mouth and St. Michael varies greatly and may occur at any time between May 31st and july first it usually takes place before june tenth the river boats frequently arrived at st michael before it was possible for vessels to pass the barrier of pack ice offshore 
in mr mcquiston's record the first wild geese were noted on march thirty first this is a month before they used to appear along the coast and is a good indication of the more rapid advance of spring on the upper river the following summary of these observations brings out some interesting points but it is probably not ordinarily the case that january should be warmer than either december or february as it was that season commencing with the long nights that come on in october the temperature sank steadily and in december was noted the greatest cold of the winter minus sixty seven degrees on the twentieth in january occurred a strange and prolonged upward oscillation of the temperature that probably does not generally occur following this during february there was another period of intense cold which lasted until march first in this latter month the effect of the returning sun became strikingly evident the widest range of temperature in any month eighty eight degrees was during march the thermometer used was a fahrenheit monthly summary of observations of temperature fort reliance northwest territory winter of eighteen eighty eighteen eighty one i will give the month first and then the highest temperature the lowest temperature and the monthly means at seven a m twelve noon six p m and ten p m september eighteen eighty beginning on september fourth fifty three twenty thirty four forty six point seven forty three point seven thirty six point nine october eighteen eighty forty two minus ten ten point five twenty five point three twenty one seventeen point one november eighteen eighty forty minus twenty seven four point nine twelve point two ten eight point six december eighteen eighty eight minus sixty seven minus thirty four point six minus twenty nine point three minus twenty nine point four minus thirty point two january eighteen eighty one twenty two minus forty one minus nine point one minus five point five minus five point four minus six point six february eighteen eighty one minus two minus fifty eight minus thirty seven point eight minus twenty two point two minus twenty six point three minus thirty point two march eighteen eighty one forty five minus forty three minus five point five twelve point three ten four point three april eighteen eighty one fifty eight twenty four point nine forty two point two thirty nine point nine thirty two point four may eighteen eighty one ending on may twenty third fifty eight ten thirty two point five forty five point three forty two point four thirty five point nine end of section number four